right? Whether it's jumping jacks, mountain climbers, grasshoppers, burpees, sit-ups, push-ups, air squats. And then you can start to get creative with things around your house, right? You can take bed sheets and tie them behind a door and do some inverted rows. Um, there are literally a thousand different things that you can do, even with body weight, that will help keep that conditioning up and definitely build that strength. Tabata is great at actually building strength. So there are multiple options to do and you can literally design it to fit your time schedule, which is great. And I think one of the other important factors that it seems like a lot of people are really missing is not the lack of workouts out there, not the lack of resources or examples or tips on how to stay fit while you're home, but it's more of the lack of like that base, that environment, that uh, accountability. You're listening to the voice of Andy and Mary Bornila a husband and wife team. They're owners and head coaches at Trade Wind Health and Fitness in Massachusetts. Coach Andy grew up in a traditional martial art and uses the rigor and discipline in his CrossFit training. The more technical the movement, the better, with a specialty being Olympic lifts, especially the snatch. Coach Mary started her fitness journey playing team sports in soccer, cheerleading, and track and field. During college, she was introduced to yoga and continues to practice. Mary recently received her Master's in Business Administration, her MBA. Now she's often found working on her headstand walks and thinking of new ideas to get people to smile. In this episode, you'll learn very easy to implement tips to get and stay physically healthy and fit while staying indoor because of the coronavirus pandemic or because the weather is getting cooler, wet, and snowy wherever you are. They will break down the different ways you can use simple tips and exercises with no equipment to get fit at home. If you're ready to have a total makeover and use this time while staying at home during the year 2020 as an opportunity to be physically fit and energized for the next new year, 2021, then stay tuned and listen on. Hello, friends. This is the What is Public Health podcast with your host, Dr. Ki Chan. What is public health? To me, public health is the invisible force that keeps you healthy every day, and I bet you didn't even know it. This podcast is your source of the latest trend in public health. Hello, friends. Today, I have two special guests here, Andy and Mary, who are both fitness owners, and they're going to give us tips on how to remain fit mentally and physically while we all are home arrest during our stay-at-home guideline during this coronavirus pandemic. So how are you doing, Andy and Mary? Uh, We're doing great. Um, You know, we're definitely staying busy. We're under house arrest, just like most everybody else. But um, all in all, we're healthy, and uh, we really can't complain. Mary, how are you doing? I'm great. I was, yeah. Things are, well, things are definitely different. Um, we are both um, grateful that we have our health and that we can still exercise and we can still continue to help our clients um, both, you know, physically, mentally, and with their nutrition. So we can't complain. Maybe you can even tell, share with our audience, like what your business is about and how you pivot your business to help um, your, your member. Yeah. So uh, to say that we have had to pivot our business would be an understatement. Um, you know, we own a small fitness facility, we own a CrossFit gym. And so our business model was to have people come in and do small group classes and personal training on a daily basis. Um, and then in the middle of March, that was no longer possible. 
we had to shut the doors to our physical location and say, okay, what do we do now? And in a matter of 24 hours, we pivoted our entire business and our entire client base, uh, all of our members to online coaching. And so now, uh, you know, we plus our team uh, touch base with our clients on a daily basis. They'll provide them with workouts and programming, things like that to do. Uh, but at the same point, it is a completely different business model uh, that we had to literally basically reinvent the business overnight. Um, so it was, it was a very stressful couple, couple of days at first, to say the least. We knew how important um, both physical and mental health and even nutritional health right now, um, how important it is right now um, more than ever. So it wasn't something we weren't going to just stop helping our clients. Um, we knew we just needed to get more creative, um, to dig our feet in and just figure out a new way to deliver the same services just in a different way. At the end of the day, yes, we are a gym, but we don't, our membership is not access to a gym. Right. What we offer is coaching, accountability and community. And so we had to figure out a way to pivot and, and provide that continually through a now online remote uh, environment, um, which we have successfully been able to do. We still provide programming. All of our clients have been assigned a coach. That coach checks in with the clients on a daily basis modifies the programming for that client uh, based upon their skill level and technique and equipment available or space and limitations that they may have. Uh, we also host uh, virtual group classes three times a day for anybody that needs to A, get a little face-to-face -face time since that's something that we all struggle with right now. Uh, and, and also make sure that they schedule time to work out because that's a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah, making sure they have that routine um, even though most people are working from home now, they still need structure so that they are being held accountable and staying on track with whatever their goals are. So I'm just so grateful that both of you are here to give us some tips on how we could you know, use the resources that we do have to help boost our physical and mental capacity to you know, boost our immune system and also just feeling more energetic um, because you know, there's some research that shows that how your energy level influences your immunity, and then your immunity will influence whether you're going to be healthy enough to combat this coronavirus. And maybe you can even share your perspective, share your insight on how physical activity can help address some of these health issues that I just shared, you know, such as diabetes or stress or lower back pain. Because I think once people understand the why, like why physical activity is helpful, then we can go into like what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously physical activity uh, is very important in maintaining a whole myriad of just physical, um, physical attributes, right? So the more you move, the healthier you are. The healthier you are, the better your immune system is. The better your immune system is, the more you can fight off disease and, and, and viruses. And so that in and of itself, fitness should be used as a buffer for health, right? If I am fit because I work out all the time, then my immune system is stronger and it can take a bigger hit than somebody that doesn't, right? And so if you look at it on the spectrum, people that are fitter are much more likely to survive any type of disease, whether it be a virus or a chronic illness or anything like that. And so simply just moving, and I mean, it can be as easy. Most of, look, most of us now are working from home. 
which means we're sitting at our makeshift desk, which is probably your kitchen table. Um, and you're staring at your computer screen for eight hours a day because all communication is now digital. Literally everything happens through your computer. People forget to just get up and walk around. And more so than anything else, Key, I think that would be probably where I would start is every hour, get up and walk around for 10 minutes, right? That is huge to just get up and get moving um, because that can help, you know, A, put you in a better headspace. I know for me personally, when I'm digging into emails after email after email, sometimes I just need to walk away. And getting up and going for a walk is a perfect example of how you can do that. Yeah. A great example of that is the 210 rule. So every two hours, you want to find yourself getting up and moving, whether it's going for a walk, um, pacing around the house, whatever it is, every two hours, getting up and moving around for 10 minutes. And there are very easy ways to do that, setting alarms, setting reminders. Um, and I think one of the most important ways to do that is just to set up an initial routine. Um, most people have the structure of like their traditional jobs to um, work their lives around. But now um, that they're kind of working from home and their schedules are different and maybe they're taking care of kids and maybe they've taken on additional responsibilities, um, it's more important than ever to create their own schedule. Try to wake up at the same time every day. Uh, maybe follow a certain morning routine. Maybe plan to get started with your work at a, um, the same time every day. Building your breaks throughout the day, building your uh, meals and nutrition throughout the day, building your exercise throughout the day, you're much more likely to stick to a plan if you already have a plan in place, as opposed to kind of just waking up and winging it. On top of Mary's point of creating a plan, I know for myself, at least, I'm exhausted a lot lately, right? And I'm sure everybody else is too. And a lot of that comes down to what is caused by decision fatigue, basically, right? Before house arrest, we were in patterns. We were in uh, habits that we did on a daily basis. We would get up at the same time every day. We would then brush our teeth or whatever it may be. We for work at the same time. You get to work, go about your day in a very similar fashion every single day. When we don't have to make decisions about what we're going to do next, we conserve energy and we use that on other things. Right now, we're making decisions every second. What do I need to do next? Do I need to answer this email? Do I need to pick up this phone call? Is my child destroying the living room that I need to go pay attention to? Should I be eating? Because I'm kind of hungry, but I got to answer this email. And so because we're literally faced with no habits and no structure, we're literally having to make decisions about everything that we do. And that alone is fatiguing you. And that is what then all of a sudden by the end of the day, three, four o'clock, you're exhausted. And you're like, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to sit on the couch with a bag of chips because that's what's going to make me feel good. And then nutrition comes into it, and that's a whole other layer that we can add on to. But if you don't have the energy to get up and move, then that's not going to help either. So really set a schedule, set a structure, design it for yourself. You have the ability now, and stick to it. And it might take a week or two to figure out what works for you, but either way, it's just like settling into any new job. You figure out what works, and then you stick to it, and then it becomes a habit, and then you just get into the groove every day. And it makes life so much simpler. And it'll change from time to time. And as we've noticed, both as business owners and then both personally, what worked one week may not work the next week. So you have to kind of take each day as it happens, but it is better to plan than just kind of wing it. So I think it's not so much what you do, it's just that you do it. And like, you don't even necessarily have to be walking for 10 minutes around your house. 
I think um, breaking up the day and saying, all right, I'm going to go do the dishes for 10 minutes, or I'm going to play with my dog for 10 minutes, or I'm going to play with the kids for 10 minutes, or I'm going to, you know, organize a bookshelf for 10 minutes, or do 10 minutes of cleaning. Um, you can do exercise as well. Um, circuits are great. Um, that's often what we build our fitness foundation off of is creating short circuits, so multiple movements, varying reps at a certain um, period of time. Um, but in the reference to like the 10, the 210 rule, um, it's really just a, a point or a reminder to get you, you know, out of your seat from sitting. Um, so putting in a 10 minute workout kind of like, you know, right after your 9 a.m. meeting may not necessarily be exactly what you need at that point in the day. Um, but definitely adding in any sort of activity around the house, um, you know, having, getting up and having a conversation with your partner in the living room, um, anything. Any suggestions from you? <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. Even just getting up and stretching, um, you know, you can Google yoga flows. There are a thousand videos that you can find. Doing just a nice, uh, like, little sun salutation is fine. Just getting up and breaking up the literally sitting on your computer and staring at your computer for all 8, 12, what feels like <laughs> 18 hours a day because there is no more beginning and end. You wake up in your kitchen where you make your food and you make your breakfast, maybe your office now. And then you go to your living room and that may be your office. And there is no more separation. And so it feels like we're always working. And so we need to create space and time for ourselves. Otherwise we're going to burn ourselves out. So what could you, what could you share in terms of tips or exercises um, that we could, you know, still keep our body like physically active, you know, I mean, I know there's the 10 minute well, breaks that we should do throughout the day, but like, what if we really want like a good workout to really get back in shape? Like what could be some tips you can share um, to meet our goals? Yeah. So you by no means need any equipment to get a good workout in. And a lot of people right now are fearful that because they don't have access to equipment, that they don't have access to a gym, that they're going to lose any strength that they've built, that they're going to lose any cardio that they've built, that they're not going to get a good enough sweat in or burn enough calories. And that's honestly just not the case. If you do it right, you can absolutely build strength. You can keep up your cardio. You can get a great workout in. Um, there's multiple different ways to do workouts that can accomplish this. Um, one simple one is what's and literally you can do it in eight minutes. It's called a Tabata. It actually takes four minutes. You can do it twice if you want to. It's called a Tabata. And so all you're going to do is you're going to set a clock for 20 seconds and you're going to do a movement. I would pick maybe air squats, or if you really want to get a good burn in, do burpees. And you're going to do as many burpees as you can in 20 seconds. And then you're going to rest for 10 seconds. And you're going to repeat that for eight rounds in total. So four minutes long, and you're going to try to get as many reps as possible in those 20 seconds of work of whatever movement it is you pick, right? Some words of advice are pick large muscle uh, movements or multiple muscle movements. So things like burpees that work multiple muscles your whole body, or air squats that work larger muscle groups like your quads and your glutes and your hamstrings. The larger the muscle, the more oxygen it requires to function. The more oxygen it requires, the more energy you burn. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but in simple terms, that's how it works. Tabata is an awesome way to do it. Um, another one would be called an every minute on the minute, or short for EMOM. 
pick a couple movements that you feel like you can accomplish in one in one minute. Maybe it's um, five supermen, uh, 10 push-ups, and 15 air squats. And you're going to try to complete all 30 reps of that in a minute. And if you complete it in under a minute, great, rest. And then at the next minute mark, do it again. And do that for like 20 minutes. And at the end of that, then tell me how you feel, because I promise you it'll be a great workout. Um, you know, those are just two examples of, of workouts that you can do that literally you get to set the time. Tabatas are four minutes long. You can do two of them. You can do three of them if you want something a little bit longer. Your EMOM, you could go for as long as you want, right? Don't give up on yourself. Set a time and, and try to stick to it, right? Don't get to like round four and be like, I can't do this anymore and quit. Um, but those are two very, very simple things that you can do. And they can all be done with body weight movements, right? Whether it's jumping jacks, mountain climbers, grasshoppers, burpees, sit-ups, push-ups, air squats. And then you can start to get creative with things around your house, right? You can take bed sheets and tie them behind a door and do some inverted rows. Um, there are literally a thousand different things that you can do, even with body weight, that will help keep that conditioning up and definitely build that strength. Tabata is great at actually building strength. So there are multiple options to do and you can literally design it to fit your time schedule, which is great. And I think one of the other important factors that it seems like a lot of people are really missing is not the lack of workouts out there, not the lack of resources or examples or tips on how to stay fit while you're home, but it's more of the lack of like that base, that environment, that uh, accountability. When you go to the gym, like everything's there. Most likely there's a trainer or a coach or somebody that you can ask for help or you can see other people doing something. You're like, oh, I'm going to try that. Um, or you have a general sense for like what to do. When you're at home, you're kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know when to do it. I don't know how long I should do it for. I don't know if I feel motivated to do it. Um, so that's kind of where we really come in. Like it's a lot about finding a coach similar to us finding a mentor but finding a coach to kind of keep you accountable hold you accountable give you that guidance and that that information to keep you on track um, and also to work with you specifically on what your goals are uh, you said key that you and your husband really miss going to your gym you just need to find a gym that comes to you now um, you can do everything at home um, for the most part in any any way shape or form based on you know what you have available to you um, but like Amy said you definitely don't necessarily have to lose out on getting excellent cardio in or developing strength you just need the right re uh, the right resources the right um, help to kind of get you there but what about strength training like weights like how do you substitute that if you want to build muscle so building muscle is actually very different than strength training Building muscle is actually breaking down and then rebuilding the muscle in the surrounding tissue so that it's larger than it was before. It's what's known as hypertrophy. Strength training is actually different. Strength training is creating more neurological pathways to multiple parts on the muscle, activating more of the muscle. Now, with that said, the larger the muscle, the stronger it can be if you train it correctly. So, depending upon your goals, it's actually two different ways of training. Hypertrophy training can be done without weight. And in fact, most of the time it's done with very, very light weight. Hypertrophy training, right? Basically muscle growth, the ability to, to build muscle should be done with light weight and very high reps. Even with 
with weights, dumbbells, barbells, whatever it may be. Strength training, on the other hand, does require some weight. Use your own body weight. Um, use things around the house, right? Most people around the house have a backpack. Most people have books. Grab a backpack, strap it on you. Swing your backpack around like a kettlebell. It all works. You just grabbing, to... Yeah, you have to get creative, find things with handles. Um, and Andy made a good point, too, about the body weight. If you do enough of a challenging movement with the correct form, you can definitely develop strength. I don't know very many females who have ever said or felt like they, they, that a push-up was too easy. Like, I can't, I'm pretty strong, and I still struggle to do a lot of push-ups. So the more I continue to work on push-ups, the stronger I'm getting at them. And that doesn't require any weight other than my own body. Uh, so body weight training is excellent for maintaining and building strength. If you could maybe clarify the differences between like strength training and resistance training, because I think, um, I mean, at least for me, like sometimes I confuse the two, but what exactly are, are the difference and what the goals are for those? And, and why would you want both or was one better than the other? For most people, resistance training, technically resistance training is anytime you move weight. Any single time that your muscle is activating to move something larger than it's used to because it's facing resistance. Technically swimming would be resistance training, right? But at the same, so at the same point, strength training is resistance training. Now, most people view resistance training as bands. Yeah, the resistance band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, that's, that's how most people, when we say, when we talk about resistance training, most people go to resistance bands. And resistance bands are, again, nothing more than adding additional weight to you. Okay? So if you were to do a banded fly, right, or, a, or like a reverse fly, it's no different than sitting on a machine at the gym and doing a reverse fly. All that's different is because you're not using a machine, you're actually activating more muscles in the tiny little stabilizer fibers that are working in your muscles. And it's actually more beneficial to do it that way than it is to do it on a machine. So they both serve the same purpose. One is actually a little bit better than the other, uh, depending upon your goals. Mary and Andy, I was wondering if you could maybe speak more specifically on, on the different uh, tips regarding to different goals. So for example, Mary, can you speak on like female fitness exercise tips based on common female goals, um, based on your experience as being a trainer? Yeah, of course. So one of my specialties is working with our clients on their goals. Um, oftentimes people don't necessarily know what their real goals are. Um, what I hear more often than not is that they want to lose weight. And I, I say, okay, well, why do you want to lose weight? And that's, that's the bigger question that starts to create and take you down the path to what your real goals are. So usually it's like, well, when I weighed this, I felt good. Okay, so you're, you're associating a certain weight to feeling good. What does feeling good mean to you? So you start to break down these, these specific goals, say, I want to lose 10 pounds, but you figure out what is the emotional tie to that, that 10 pounds. That allows people to really make a solid connection to their goals. Um, and I see this a lot with women, especially because usually female goals are very um, image driven. They're very specific. It's not just like, I just, I don't want to just feel good, but I want to like look good. And I, you know, I want to fit in my clothes better. 
so it's, it's important to, to tie emotions to those goals and not just like a, a number on the scale. Because sometimes as we age, that number is going to change. What we can realistically maintain on a scale is going to change over time. Um, so when I work with women, I think it's so important for us to, to go into each situation um, without judgment of ourselves. Because we're going to how we perform one day may not be how we perform the next day. Hormones play a huge role in the female um, physiology. And I think a lot of females don't understand that and they don't anticipate that. So while they may push really hard one day and then the next day not have as much energy to push as hard in a workout, and maybe they're not seeing the results they want as fast, they're hard on themselves. But they don't necessarily have complete control of that. Um, our hormones and our cycles play a huge factor in how hard we can train ourselves. Um, so it's important to go into our goals and our, our, our daily training and our, our overall wellness, knowing that like some days are going to be better than other days, and that's okay. Um, it's more important that we focus on the big picture and that we just keep trying. Um, so that's usually the, the advice that I try to give my clients. The initial advice is just to kind of look at the bigger picture and to celebrate, you know, the wins you have along the way, because it's not going to be like this, this deep incline the whole time. We're going to have our ebbs and flows. Um, but if you keep trying and you keep working at it, you'll get better. And so as far as the male side of things, Keith, um, whenever we work with any client, the first step is actually what we do as a one-on-one -on -one, uh, intro consultation where I sit down with them and actually try to dig deeper about their goals. And so I sit down with every woman and every uh, gentleman that comes through our, our facility, um, whether that's virtually or, or physically right now. Um, so I've done, I don't even think I can count how many intros I've done, probably hundreds. And I'm gonna give you, I wanna give you a little, a little secret key Men's okay. goals aren't very different than women's. <laughs> no way, really? <laughs> They're also worried about their weight and how they look? <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. Uh, I would say probably 90% of the men that I sit down with, when we dig deep enough and find the intrinsic goal that's really driving them to start a new fitness program, and at the end of the day, that, finding that goal is what's really going to help them continue with the fitness program, right? Because if the goal is just to lose 10 pounds, once you lose the 10 pounds, you're done. And you no longer find any motivation in continuing. But if we can find a deeper goal, and for most people, I'm gonna be honest, it's because they wanna be able to look at themselves in the mirror and be okay with it. And it doesn't matter whether they're male or female. Again, out of, I would say probably, I would even push it to probably 95% of the men that I sit down with, their goals are to lose weight and feel healthy. That's what they say when they sit down. I say, why are you here? They say, I want to lose weight and I want to feel healthy. We dig a little bit deeper and most of the time it's because they want to live a healthy lifestyle. If they're parents, they want to be able to play with their kids when their kids get older, right? They want to be able to walk up a flight of stairs without huffing and puffing. They want to, you know, we happen to live in a beach town. They want to be able to go on the beach and look good during the summertime. And again, it, the responses if I were to record them and not tell you whether it was a male or a female, they'd all look almost exactly the same. Now, yes, there are a few men that come in and they are like, well, I want to build muscle. But another surprise, I've had just as many females tell me the same thing. But maybe we say it a little differently. We want to, we want to get toned. We want to tighten this up or we want to make this a little more firm. Exactly. 
at the end of the day, right, it's because they feel like they're not strong enough. They feel like they don't possess enough muscle or they're too skinny for their frame. And so it is a slightly different, uh, you know, protocol that we would subscribe to somebody that wants to, you know, tone up or build muscle or put a little bit more on their frame than somebody that wants to lose weight. At the end of the day, nutrition always comes into play because without proper nutrition, nothing's going to work. Um, and then as far as, you know, the difference between somebody wanting to lose weight and somebody wanting to build muscle, well, losing weight, we're going to recommend more conditioning workouts. Um, things where you're going to be moving faster with or without weight. Things that are going to be in the 10, 12, 15, 20 minute mark um, with less weightlifting, weightlifting, like traditional weightlifting. Somebody that wants to build muscle or put muscle on their frame, um, you know, get a little bit, a little bit thicker, they're going to focus more on lifting weight. They're going to focus more on the hypertrophy training that I talked about earlier, the lower weight, but higher reps, because that's what's actually going to build the muscle. And before we get into the topic of, can we still do that without weight? We absolutely can. Um, you know, again, any body weight stuff, Tabata works great for even building strength and uh, increasing muscle as long as you're fueling your body with the proper nutrition because without that, it doesn't matter at all, actually. What's, what's the best way? Because I think what Mary said is that there's almost too many options on YouTube or you know, when you Google, it's like you're just lost with a sea of information. And what's the best way um, to have for someone to start off? Like right now, let's say, I would say majority of people have now kind of um, have been uprooted from their original schedules. Like now they haven't been going to the gym. So what's the best way to get back into this without overwhelming them, but also having a, a well-rounded workout like at home? Hire a coach. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, yeah. She, she says that and we laugh about it, but in all seriousness, if you have a goal and you are serious about this, who knows it better, right? When, when you want to buy a house, most people don't buy a house by themselves, even though they can, but they hire an expert because they know that that expert is going to deliver to them what they want the most. When we, yes, we can cook at home, but who else loves to go out and cook? Because you know that that chef's going to deliver a awesome meal to you because that's what they specialize in. So when you ask what's the number one recommendation that we make that we have to people that want to start a new fitness program, it's going to be get a coach because they're going to get you the results that you want. They're going to be, well, a good coach is going to hold you accountable and create a plan that's going to work for you towards your goals. And I think it's important too that not just to get a coach, but somebody that can also help you with your nutrition because it doesn't matter. And Andy said this earlier, it doesn't matter how hard you work in the gym or exercising at home. If your nutrition is rubbish, you're not going to see results. Um, so working with somebody can also help you, um, you know, not just dial in your nutrition, um, but help you help educate you on nutrition. Because when you exercise, it's, it's so important to fuel your body in the correct ways um, so that you can push hard in a workout. We see so many clients nowadays, you know, trying to jump on um, the uh, bandwagon of various diets, um, but then they show up to the gym and they're like, oh, I can't, I can't push as hard as I used to, or I, I feel like I'm losing strength or whatnot. And it's, you know, oftentimes directly correlated to um, a lack of nutrients or just a poor diet. Um, so somebody, 
you know, somebody who can also help you with nutrition, I think is super important. At the end of the day, I can lay out a, a, a typical plan, right? And it, but it's not, it's not going to be groundbreaking. It's not going to be revolutionary. And it's stuff that you can find online. The fact is that most people need help being held accountable. Mm -hmm. They need somebody to hold their hand and say, this is what you need to do. This is how you're going to do it. And this is when you're going to do it. Because without that, when we're left to our own devices, we don't have the type of structure or control to be able to do that for ourselves. Most people don't. Most there people don't. There are a few people who do have possess the willpower to, to really, you know, maintain, you know, a strict routine and, you know, have their own accountability. But, you know, I, I've done this for a long time and, and I have a coach and I, I need somebody to help hold me accountable as well. I do a great job helping to take care of other people, but sometimes I let my own health fall to the wayside. So I know that I need a coach to help me stay on track and keep me accountable. At the end of the day, a workout program of five to maybe six, depending upon how your body handles it, days of fitness with one to two days of rest, definitely built in. Rest is huge. It's where our body recovers and grows, is what we would recommend. Mm -hmm. Something around the, the, the time frame of 10 to 20 minutes of high-intensity work um, with a well-rounded uh, nutritional plan where you eat five to six smaller meals throughout the day and prioritize protein and keep an eye on your calories in and calories out. That's the basics of any plan that I would recommend to anybody at the end of the day. But again, for anybody listening, that's probably not rocket science or anything new, right? Everybody knows that. The problem is trying to figure it out and trying to be held accountable to it. So Andy and Mary, thank you so much for sharing all those helpful tips. So Andy and Mary, what is the best way for our listeners to reach out to you and learn more? Yeah, so while our physical location is in Massachusetts, um, we have transitioned to an online platform. And so we are accepting clients from all across the country. Uh, and if anybody's looking to find out more, they can go to our website at CrossFitTradewinds.com. They can reach out uh, through Facebook or Instagram at CrossFit Tradewinds. They can shoot us a call, 617-981-4275, or shoot us an email, info at CrossFitTradewinds.com, uh, and we'll be more than happy to talk, discuss your goals, and see how we can create a plan to help you. Well, thank you so much, Andy and Mary, so much for being here and sharing all these wonderful tips. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. If you got questions about any of the episodes, feel free to reach out to me directly. And while you're there at it, please subscribe to the podcast and share the episode that you felt connected with so that we could be a part of this collective invisible force called public health. Thanks.